With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, this is Greg with the Grindline Podcast, and I am here to talk to you about DraftKings. With mobile betting now live in Michigan, it has never been easier to get in on the action and make those games mean just a little bit more. All you have to do is set your lineup, sit back, and watch your games. It's that simple. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion, that's billion with a B, to users across all sports. So work on filling that wallet today with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, it is playoff hockey time. It is There's some slight Red Wing news, and we are recording episode 124 on the 24th of May. How are you guys doing tonight? And we have both of you, Ryan and Tyler. Hey, thanks for joining us, Tyler. Would you look at that? It all worked out for us at the same time. And I mean, on the it, day that we actually anticipate and plan for. It yes. Worked, it worked out great for us last week. This is true. Out. This is very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That's, that's not a dig or anything at all. Totally not. No, not at all. No. You know what? I'm, I'm glad to be back with you guys talking hockey. It's always great to be back talking hockey, especially, you know, at the best time of year. It's the most wonderful time of year. No, it's not Christmas. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not New Year's. All right, it's Bing Crosby. playoff hockey uh, buh, 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 buh. in the spring, fellas. Late spring, but you know. Yeah, late spring. Better late than never, though, right? Yeah, I'll give it to you. I mean, I'm doing fine. I'm drinking. Ryan's doing fine. Me too. Well, I'm drinking. I've got got my wireless head speaker yelling at me for some reason. I'm not really sure why. He's doing dishes. Um, It's all great. I've got dishes going in the background. I've got two (laughs) games streaming here. I've got three games streaming here. Look at that. All right, big dick energy. Welcome to 2021, Tyler. <laughs> Dude, I got all three games on. It, th- this playoff hockey is just awesome. The buildings are fucking buzzing. It's just amazing. And then you got Toronto and Montreal. There's not I need a, a third monitor. Sight. What are you guys drinking tonight? Um, I have a Bell's Larry's Flamingo Fruit Fight, but it's the new lemon l- lemon lime goza one. It's delicious. Uh, ooh. It's a goza style ale brewed with lemon, lime, sea salt, and coriander. 
Okay, that sounds actually quite good. And before that, I drank a Founders Masagave prickly pear, which is like the best one. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. You're, you're, you're classing this shit up tonight. I've just got the simplicity of a Founders Unraveled IPA. Juicy Those are delicious. IPA. Great to yep. drink multiple at a time. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you guys are going to make fun of me because... Drinking a before, bush light? We got no, a white claw? No, no, before I came up here, my mom's like, hey, you got to try this Corona Fresca thing. And I'm like, okay, what fine. What the hell? Yeah, so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll put it on ice. It'll be fine. I wasn't even planning ew, on ew. having anything tonight. Ew, you put on... What is it? Okay, so it's like It's a, like their version of a white claw. Oh. Yeah, it's almost like a seltzer, but it's not. I don't even know how to explain it. Well, anyways, I go to put it in my calorie calculator... It's 188 calories in that damn thing. I'm so sorry. Like, we're gonna re- we're can? gonna we're Fuck. gonna reverse a second. A Did calorie calculator. What are you on, Jenny Craig or something? No, no, no. I, you know, I like to eat in a calorie deficit. Okay, and it's easier said than done. And the no, only way you can really do it is if you're portion you know, control. You're it's portion very control. easy. Well, yes, but sometimes you don't know what's in certain things and all that. But anyways, I'm drinking a lemon white claw. So you're you're young. Don't need to know what's in certain things. You just eat it and then be like, oh man, my my butthole didn't appreciate that. That's (laughs) why I found out if it's good or not. Tyler, you're young. It's just like I can't eat cheese. So I mean, you know, oh Oh, my god, that's a horrible existence. (laughs) Well, you can eat cheese. You can eat. You could totally eat cheese. It's not going to kill you. No, it's not going to kill me. No, no, I'm lactose intolerant, so I still take mm-hmm. like a pill and I can eat it, but it's just okay, it well, kind of sucks. Got yeah, it. okay. You remember? Sense. I told you, Tyler. This. Yeah, you a, probably did. I forgot. <laughs> there's That's... a saying, Tyler. It's pain is weakness leaving the body. That's all. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but <laughs> I, su- uh, I suppose that's that's accurate. <laughs> it wouldn't be playoff hockey without beer. It wouldn't be playoff hockey without this giant Montreal Toronto fight. Oh, there's a shit, same type of shit going on in the Tampa game right now, too. And I it, haven't seen the fight yet. I saw Morgan Riley's goal, but oh, here we go. And it wouldn't be playoff hockey without an eight-game Nazem Kadri suspension. So. Oh, <laughs> Can we talk about how the... Who was it? Blackburn that tweeted it out? Um, a third of his playoff career has he's been, been he's suspended. been suspended. Yeah, because he's a piece of shit. Why? Like, don't How? do stupid. Don't do stupid shit, and you won't get suspended. Like, like I used to call him a poor man's Brad Marchand, but I think he just has taken over as the biggest piece of shit in hockey. Now he's a poor man's Tom Wilson. No, he's still worse than Wilson. No, but he's a poor man's Wilson. He, it's like it, all he can do is like, and then he goes, "What? I didn't do anything." It's like, no. You He's the worst when it comes the to guy. that. Like, Siri, you know what you did, and you know you're going to get suspended for it. I like, really hope... There's one comment I saw out there. is like, keep your head up when you're coming down the tracks in the middle. I'm like, mm, Keep what? your head out of your ass if you're going to play hockey. Like, seriously. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah, like, you, you he, put him in, he plays a game, gets suspended eight games. Like, what an idiot. I don't know. But we have Red Wings. Can we stuff. talk about, real quick, the fact that Austin Matthews looked like a drunk uncle falling down in that scrum? He, he just did. talk about how Austin he just Matthews. got tossed, and he stand. He, go, he just sits there and starts smiling like he's is he hammered. I don't know. He kind of looks like it. He does. He, he had a, a couple. He had a couple pink Whitney's before the game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up still looks like Freddie Mercury on skates. So 
Uh, his hair, is it receding even more? Because that's impressive, and I hope he really goes to a mullet here one of these days. Oh, there's my speaker going crazy again. Let's is, your, is your house controlled by AI? Is that what's eh, It might be. It's, <laughs> things are smart, getting weird. You ever see Disney's smart house? That's Ryan's house right now. <laughs> oh, I'd also like to make a little bit of an announcement, boys. Uh-oh. Is your girlfriend pregnant? No. Oh my god. No, that's not that's not even remotely funny, right? But the I will be paying I will be making an appearance in the wonderful state of Michigan sometime in October, so stay tuned for that. Hopefully we can all meet up and go to a game. I know I'll be there with Ryan and you know, hopefully everybody else, so We'll see Fuck what you, happens Greg. exactly. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm just saying, I know for sure I will be there with Ryan. I have no idea if Greg will want to join us or not. What's going to happen? I mean, there, it's so. going to be the home opener, so I would assume so. Yeah, I, whatever. Ty, I, fuck, I'm muting you. Fuck you. Are you coming to the home opener? Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you listen to the last hey, podcast? Hey, listen, or? listen, listen. We'll recreate what we did in 2019, except we'll get a little bit more drunk. Because, I mean, oh my God. it's always more fun that way. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Let's, let's get down to business, as the famous Disney movie Mulan would say. Uh, we have a few things. We have a few things to talk about tonight. Um, me and Ryan had mentioned <laughs> this is gonna be the background. We're gonna get sued by Disney now. Oh, you're um, welcome. We uh, we talked yeah. about this last podcast how we were really kind of lamenting the fact that Jonathan Bergeron had not been signed yet, and then he got signed literally the day I was posting the podcast. Lo and behold, yeah. So Eiserman listened. He's like, "Oh shit, I guess I got to do some signings." Now we're he just didn't waiting. Listen, but it just it makes us feel better. Just go um, with it. for for my sanity, I'm gonna say it three times so the signing happens tomorrow. Keith Petr. Petrozelli, Keith Petrozelli, Keith Petrozelli. Apparently right now, Petrozelli is deciding on whether or not to go back to school. We'll True. see what happens. Because um, we kind of touched on that last week as well. Yeah. About how he can he regained a year of eligibility because of the whole COVID, COVID. and yep. Kyle, NCAA granting those in their... Is it just the senior year players or four, third or fourth year players? Some, whatever it was. They're allowed to stay for the one more year, but because of that, um, it did not negatively affect if they could go free agency or if they go stay pro. a prospect or not yeah yes um so yeah which keith, is huge keith is just waiting on to figure out if he wants to take that extra year at school and then hockey buzz decided to do the normal hockey buzz bullshit and say feeling around the league is that he doesn't want to play for detroit without citing anything what? And that would make no sense because I would think Detroit is one of the places that would have the most opportunity for him. It's an original no, six yeah. franchise. Oh um, yeah, let's just go to Vegas or let's go let's go play for the uh I don't know, the Colorado Avalanche that already have a starting goaltender or like I don't know, the Philadelphia Flyers that have Carter Hart. People just love to just spew shit out of their mouth just to make it. And that hockey, hockey buzz, no. they've been doing that since 2010. Since the dawn of time, hockey yeah. buzz has been making up garbage rumors. I have not heard a legitimate source say the anything. hockey buzz? Uh, don't even worry. If you don't know, don't, search, don't search it out. But um, it's, Is it like a weird like mid-90s HB as their logo? No. Uh, uh yes, like a, yes, yes, that is it. Is. Yes, yeah. Um, but it's it's 
they make shit up, they piss people off, and they spread rumors, and that's how dumb rumors start. But I haven't heard from any legitimate sources, and I've even asked people, and there's been no uh, kind of and no talk about Petrozelli not wanting to play for Detroit. Where is it? I don't even. It's not on their page. Did they delete it? Uh, no, it was one of the, they do kind of like a roundup kind of article with a bunch of different news in it. And there was one about, uh, after Eiserman did his press conference and was asked about Keith Petrozelli, uh, he, he had said that he's thinking about his fifth year and they put that in there and they're like feeling around the league is that Keith doesn't want to sign with Detroit, not citing anything at all. And that's just a bunch of garbage. Time out. They have Paul Stewart as a contributor to their page. They've got a bunch of um, mid fifty to sixty guys contributing to their page. That's basically all they have. No former NHL ref Paul Stewart. Sure, whatever. Okay. Boston Paul Stewart. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tyler. Wow. Oh, okay. Before we get into Berger and Tyler, no, he is from Boston. Believe it or not. Great. That's what I figured. By you went full Boston there to say his name. Um, <laughs> never go full Boston. Tyler, we are going to let you calmly and collectively give your take on the Jeff Blaschel resigning without for this. without being loud enough to completely destroy my audio. Break no, it. I'm, I'm going to try to be as reserved as possible here because I have had time to think about it and time to stew on it. He and, has reflected and, and meditated. Well... You know, initially you see something like this and it's like, you know, the team hasn't made the playoffs. And I know, Greg, you and I have kind of had gone back and forth with what is the goal? Is it to make the playoffs or not? Which which at the end of the day, I guess it's really not to make the playoffs. It's really to try to be as best as you can. And if you make it, great. If not, then I kind of it is what it is. But my thing with it is, is most coaches, you know, last three, maybe four years, maybe five, I guess at the, the max – this guy's been here. This will be six years mm-hmm. in, in coming here next year, and and so that's that's why I thought personally. I'm like, there's no chance he comes back. There's the fan base. It's kind of a slap in the face to the fan base. I mean, you, you hear the same voice. You and I guess the more I've thought about it, the more I'm just like, okay, well. It, a good coach what is is there really going to be that much of a difference now maybe the play maybe the players you know have tuned him out but that doesn't seem to be the issue so i mean they just don't have the talent and the more that i've thought about this the more that you guys are both right and everybody else is right i hate to eat crow but sometimes when you have to you have to and this is one of those situations do i think jeff blaschel if they don't make the playoffs again next year or they don't you know there's no uh improvement whatsoever if they you know if if it goes bad again next year and they go on like a eight or nine or ten game losing streak do you think he's still going to be a part of the the future no, no i yes. don't i really don't well no. here's next here's season, the thing tyler yes. don't don't Start looking for playoffs for two seasons. Improvement is what you want to look for. If there is improvement, he will stay. If he if the team looks like absolute dog shit, and and maybe you wait until the halfway. If they're if we're at around the halfway point and they have like an eight or nine or ten game losing streak, then maybe you think about firing him. I mean, I guess it all depends on, and we'll talk about it in a little bit who their assistant they bring in is. Their next yeah, that's assistant a big coach. thing, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure, but. but one other thing I wanted to say too is the whole 
idea and this is something i've always grown up you know believing and you know everything that i've ever been told from people that are plugged in and people that aren't plugged in either that are just hockey fans that have been watching the game for a long time and not even just hockey other sports a general manager comes in and they generally clean house and they bring their people in and that's what i thought was going to happen and that's why you know at first i'm just like it kind of makes no sense steve eisman keeps this guy it's like that never happens it's kind of the same thing and i know i don't know how close to baseball you guys are with um major league baseball but the red sox did the same thing this offseason they brought in heim bloom who was down in tampa bay and he brought back Alex Cora, which a lot of people did not think was going to happen because he wasn't Bloom's guy. Well, in this case, Steve Eiserman comes in. Jeff Blaschel's already here. Doesn't have much of a relationship with him, from my understanding. And then it seems like they've built the relationship up, and he's liked what he saw, and so he brought him back. But my thing is, is 98% of the time, a new, a new general manager slash president comes in and they clean house, they bring their own people in, and that's the end of it. And so that's what kind of was frustrating to me was like, as a fan, as a person that kind of covers the team, you know, through a podcast and, and, you know, just a little bit more than just being a fan of the team. It's kind of a slap in the face. It's like, it's the same thing over and over. It's the same voice. It's the same person on my TV. It's like nothing has changed. Yeah, the team has gotten a little bit better. They've gotten a little bit more uh, out of the uh, younger guys. And But uh, you can uh, kind of say that there's some guys that have regressed. Tyler's argument boils down to why you know do what other GM do. So it's <laughs> because he came into one of the worst situations. Exactly. In hockey. And well, I... I'll tell you one thing right now. There's a situation brewing that is going to be worse than this Detroit situation because yeah, Edmonton. This, the, no, this Red Wing situation is bad. It's on the brink of the upswing now. I think. Now I think the Mantha trade. I was listening to a couple other people talking about this. This Mantha trade set us back a little bit more. I think. I think what? the Mantha. What? Yeah, Tyler. I think it. I think it's a no. I'm not are saying being, that. Are you being the, held captive right now? <laughs> no. Is that your Is that your safe word? Blink twice. Listen, no. Listen to me for a second. I'm not saying that the Mantha trade put the team in a terrible situation going forward i'm saying that the that trade tells me that steve thinks this is going to take longer than he thought okay because whoa, 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 because whoa, 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 hold on what? Whoa, 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 whoa. yes pause. giant because... pause button giant go. pause button go okay anthony mantha is older than jacob verana he has performed Yes, but if a not... team is ready to win greg if a but team is ready to win we've always said they're not we said okay. they were three to. They were at, when we started the rebuild with Eiserman. We said they were three, at least three seasons away from the yep. pl- playoffs. And now they're four. Or Unless five. they had won no. the lottery from the playoffs. By, by losing Mantha, they're four to five away. No, we gained Verona, who's better. Uh, by all respects, look at their stats the trade over the last three from, seasons. They have the okay. identical numbers. Okay, but from what we've seen is what I'm saying. From what we've and seen, Ma- you, mean, you mean a first-round caps 11, exit from 11 points seen? in 11 games? Look, I'm not saying the trade isn't good. So far, it's been good. And, it's been and great. I hope it continues that. You just basically way. said that. Tyler, no, I'm not, here's the thing. I'm, here's the thing. I'm not I saying the argue. trade was bad. Listen, hold on. I'm, I want to clarify what I said. 
I said the trade was not bad. The trade was great, actually, because it's going to make the Red Wings good going forward. And, and I don't know. Maybe they keep Verona. Maybe they don't. Who the hell knows? It no, seems they're keeping like, Verona. It seems like they're going to. Yes, they will. But the Mantha trade could screw Washington in the end because, like we talked about before, they're one of the older rosters in the league, Washington. It, and now they just got older. They traded one of their young players in Verona. So I'm not saying that this trade is bad for the Red Wings. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that if they still believed in the whole Manta Bertuzzi, Larkin as their top oh, line. Oh, that was screwed a while ago. And that's what I'm saying. That's fine. You don't have to stick that line together forever. What I'm saying is that Manta, Verona has been better than Manta, has missed as no, a, I agree a, with as a that. whole has missed less game time than Mantha. I think they both had the same He's issues though, more in terms games. of 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 compete level because I mean But sure, but the thing is is Mantha was playing top minutes and Verona was not. You've seen what Verona true. can do with more minutes. Now, there was the question, will Verona sink with more minutes or will he thrive with more minutes? And it looks Seems like he to thrives thrive so far. So, yeah. we got better as a team. I would argue that we sped up the rebuild a bit by acquiring Verona, especially since wa- the Washington pick will be between 21 and 25. Um, it's, it's, I don't think it's a question at all that, that the, the rebuild is better with Verona. And I mean, I'll be the first to say that I was the biggest proponent of Mantha that he had the talent and he had the skill and he just needed the motive. He was lacking the motivation some nights, but was improving but Verona coming here was we're in a far better situation with Verona than we were with Mantha. I think the rebuild is is um is still, you know, 4 or 5 years away from for, being for a playoffs? No, no, no. Playoffs two one and a half two years two away. Two seasons the playoffs, yeah. 5 to 6 for Stanley Cup well, contenders. That's say always making been the playoffs the plan. just means the, the rebuild is where it needs to be. Now, to be a true contender, then you're going outside the rebuild window. That's always been the plan. So to, to stay on the rebuild side of things, you're looking at your two two to three year window like we've been talking about. I think you're getting them mixed up, and I think that's that's so, kind of derailed the conversation. Okay, so where do you see the team next year to, to reel things back in? Uh, bottom 12 team. Okay, so then at that point, why don't you just, uh, I hate to say tank, but try to lose as many games as possible and get a shot at the lottery. We, You look at the teams that win the Stanley Cup, every single team, and I think Tampa Bay was still another one of those teams. I looked at this maybe two years ago, and every single team that's won a Stanley Cup has won one lottery, has had a top three pick on their team, and we still don't have one of those. I don't know. All I know is that we are on track from, I think, what we said from the very beginning of when Iserman got here when we started the rebuild, yeah. which was we will be in the playoffs in most likely two seasons, but we will not compete for a Stanley Cup for five to six at this point. And last year we were saying six to seven. So it's we're still on track, and it depends on what happens with this draft and what happens with the, the two first-round picks that we, get, or that we pick up this season. This year, yeah. But... I think we're still on track, but overreaching, I, I think we are a much better team with Verona than we were with Mantha because after reading that Mantha interview where he said Ugh. that he, just the motivation, 
But oh. Verona came here, and even Larkin said in his his media day interview that Verona came here and said he wants to help the team get better, and he's fully bought into the system. And that's hard to do for a brand new guy who's that young who comes from a culture of winning, like the Caps. So I think well, we are in a better space with Verona here, both um, production wise and and just attitude wise. In terms of that article, it was great. I think she did a good job with it. Anthony oh, Mantha Emily coming out. Great. Anthony Mantha coming out and saying that, I lost a lot of respect for him hearing that. Yeah. That's frustrating as a as a fan of a kid. Is. He he, yeah. he he I think it was a turnoff to many, but he also emboldened a lot of the haters by saying those things. I think it's that, understandable as a this human. This organization I get it as a human. But as a multi-million dollar athlete that is paid I, to go out there, play games, and win I, sure, for a, a team? Sure. No, fuck that. I just I don't, don't like... Buy, when I'm not people, going with the human aspect of it. I don't like when people bring money into it because it doesn't matter how much they're paid. They still... It's their job. Exactly. Whether You're they're paid, paid to do a job. Sure. And in all... Okay, so if I just say I don't really feel like it, fuck it, am I, I going to get fired? But in all reality, he's still... Yes. He was still doing his job. He was performing his essential functions as a worker. Okay, sure. But he also said that he just didn't care. He didn't say he didn't care. He said he lacked motivation because the team wasn't making the playoffs. The way I look at it, Greg, is not the fact that he he said it. You can say it all you want. Just don't put it public. That's a nope. bad look. That's a bad look. Uh, agreed. And, uh, from an organization, you expect that from an organization like the Columbus Blue Jackets or the <laughs> Florida Panthers. Oh, Jesus. Or the, oh great. The oh, San Jose Sharks. Hold on. The, the San Jose Sharks. Some rinky-dink organization the like Anaheim those. Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks. You don't expect that from an original six franchise like the Detroit. Detroit Red Wings, a player, a former player that a lot of people liked and respected, you comes out and says word. that he had no motivation former. to play for your Bingo. team. No, I'm I don't not, like that. Hearing that, I'm not disappointed by the trade even more now. Exactly. It, it doesn't give me any difference on the trade. I'm just saying that from from the human aspect, I can understand it. him getting older because he was older than most, I mean, not the vets, but most of the younger guys. And the team now uh, on the opposite side of it, dude, you were injured f- for like half of two different seasons. Oh, that so what were you his gonna, own bullshit? Too. What were you gonna do? But I I get it. But we're way off track. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Sorry guys. So um, uh, <laughs> Tyler has flipped the script on Blashell. He's okay with it now. That's what we're gonna end. <laughs> um, we're gonna move on to the Jonathan the Jonathan Bergeron signing. Uh, and a little bit, as everyone knows, Jonathan Bergeron was injured twice, pretty big injuries, and uh, he had surgery on his shoulder. He was drafted in the 2018 draft, round two, number 33 overall, and was just signed to his three-year entry-level contract. Man, do I love the traps people set on Twitter where they're like, three years for a guy who's never played an NHL game? What are they thinking? And then one, there's always so many one, people bought it. One real angry dude who's like, you guys are idiots. They do this. And like, dude, you, <laughs> it's, geez, they do this with literally every player. Hook, line sinker. Uh, but Bergren has been phenomenal his past season at, um, geez, butcher time. Is it Skeleftia? Skeleftia? In the see. I think it's Skeleftia. Skelefto. Whatever. In 49... Skelefto. The point of the 
the point the point is in 49 games he had 45 points 12 goals 33 assists and in 12 playoff games he had four points and me and ryan talked about a little bit last week tyler you'd know this if you would have listened to the podcast is that um he is the guy is a phenomenal just phenomenal setup guy the vision his vision is insane, and Ryan likened him to uh, a young Hedrick Zetterberg. Fact. In the fact like that it. his his passes are crisp, his, his passes are hard to hard to track. You don't know who he's going to pass it to. It's insane what he can do. He can also score when he gets the the chance to. He gets in tight. He's got goals in tight. He's not really a guy who's going to score from the the circle toward the uh, blue line, but he's going to score in tight for you. And uh, he'll 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 be just an amazing setup guy. Yeah. And quick little shot, he can he's real good in tight spaces. This was his breakout year that we've been waiting for. I think for the last maybe two seasons, I think it's fair. But yeah, and it's the injuries kind of derailed a lot of it. But he is on record saying that he believes that the injuries made him stronger. Uh, he says if you look at something positively in terms of the injuries that came last season, and talking about when he hurt his shoulder. It was that I didn't miss as much time as I should have, considering COVID. The COVID saved a bit of his time, he says. Uh, luckily, he had time to play in the World Juniors, and he did well. Of course, it was disappointing that I injured myself again, but it wasn't like the first injury I had. Then his entire season was ruined. Last season, I think I can still be very happy with it. So he talks about kind of COVID almost saved his season because he had more time to rehab and get stronger and, and work on himself and then start to play games. So I think he could be a giant asset to the Red Wings. I top, I, mean, I think his ceiling's top six. I think his floor is mid six. But it's it looks like going forward we're going to have a really skilled winger, a guy who can really um, be a setup guy, who could play on the power play very well. And I think next season he's going to play in Grand Rapids because I think he already uh, – said a while ago he's not going back to the SHL yeah I think that the way the Wings played it it was making us all pretty nervous and that's I think kind of why we talked about it last week Stevie gives me a heart attack like every week now but what's key is that because he was on the final year where he could have chosen to go to free agency of post-draft I should say so them locking him up on his ELC was important but I was going back through and there's actually a several articles within the athletic that he is mentioned in like he was originally picked to be a a mid to late mostly a late first round pick uh in the 2018 draft which thankfully he fell to detroit in uh but i think what's important is i believe it's his coach that's talking about the 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 skelefta General Manager Eric Forsell, what he's mentioning to kind of touch on your offenses. We're going to start war with Sweden. Yep, probably. If we keep saying it, we're probably actually like you know saying some Skalefta. summoning some sort of demon evil or something, demon or slaying like. <laughs> Continue, word. right? Anyways, so what the what his team? I'm not going to say it again. Uh, General Manager said is some of the things. So quote some of the things that he's got are very rare. And those offensive skills, they're very rare. If he can continue to improve, I mean, those are maybe the most valuable assets you can have as a player. So I can't really see a ceiling for him, but still, if you want to be a producing top player in the NHL, that's not easy. So the biggest, I think the consistency there for him is his 
puck skills and hockey sense, like what you kind of touched on already there, Greg, and what we talked yeah. about a little bit last week. That's what sets him apart from a lot of these guys and is something that Detroit is severely lacking. Because I think the closest you could say they have to that right now, Zadine is on his way, but I think Bergeron is going to beat him in that aspect. And Larkin and Bertuzzi are probably your next best two things at that. But I think he can he has the potential to be better than them in, the, think, in terms of playmaking. Yep. You think he has more playmaking potential than Larkin? I think he could get up there. The way he can pass the puck and move the puck and create space, I think potentially long-term it could turn out that. Now, it could be some Swedish bias that I've got going on there. But I think that Bergeron, the way he improved from last season to this season, especially because he was healthy, we saw what he can do. Now, granted, he's not the biggest guy at 5'10". I know that's kind of getting a little bit ridiculous to say at this point because we're seeing smaller guys become much more impactful in, in the NHL. But the biggest consistent thing I see about him is his hockey IQ. And Detroit lacks that outstanding hockey IQ player outside of like outside of Larkin, pretty much, in my opinion. You're just on the uh, Steve Eiserman train. They're about to rename Redbird to Trey Croner and paint it golden blue. That probably that's it's on its way back to that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Bergeron, I think, I think we'll see what happens this this next season in Grand Rapids with him. And how he fares on the smaller ice. I think there's going to be a right. small transition period. But I think he's one of the prospects that has probably one of the best chances of making the lineup out of camp. Considering For what they don't have coming back, yeah. There are a lot of there are a lot of spaces open. It's just, is he? can he make the lineup to a point where it would be worth giving him the, the spot? Would he earn that middle six spot? Could he earn a second line spot? And if he can, then great, he's on the team. But if he, if Eiserman looks at it and goes, he's going to be playing third, fourth line minutes, rather have him in Grand Rapids, I think that's the better choice at that point. I like the fact that they're able to get uh, Berger and sign because I know, the, I believe the podcast, it was just me and Ryan, we were kind of discussing, or maybe it was just me and you, Greg, we were discussing. We didn't know if they were going to even be able to sign him because I, I think after this he would have ended up being a free agent, right? He could have signed wherever yeah, he wanted. He was so, it would have been gone. Thankfully, um, you don't waste a draft pick on him, and you're able to get him signed. And you know, he looks to me like a really good prospect. He can pass the puck. He can score. I mean, honestly, he reminds me. You say Zetterberg, I say Nyquist. He looks like a like a a better version of Gustav Nyquist. Uh, and hopefully he's a little bit better than Nyquist, but I mean, you have enough Gustav Nyquists on your team. I mean, you're going to win a lot of games. So, I mean, he, his problem in Detroit was obviously he didn't shoot the puck enough. So, but hopefully Bergerin can know and pick and choose when to shoot the puck. But in terms of him being on the team, I mean, I, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't make the team. It's just, I guess, depending on what Steve does in free agency, I, I guess it depends on who ends up coming back. If Bobby Ryan's going to be back, obviously Bertuzzi's going to be back from the injury, uh, barring any other issues or in you know trades or anything like that. But um, that might be interesting to see him on the team. I, I I kind of agree with Greg though. If he's not going to be in the top six, there's no point. Just send him down. Uh, Valeno, I think, is going to be on the team. I think there's really not much of a question at that point. 
with with Valeno because Philpel is gone, right? And and yep. Franz Nielsen is this his last year? Franz Nielsen next year's last year, yeah. Oh my god, dude! Oh what a what a contract, Ken Holland. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's might, number yeah. one buyout candidate. I, I can see Nielsen. it being gone. Yeah, I could see him being gone as well. So I mean, that, I could see Valeno definitely making the team. I don't see what the value is in having a play in Grand he Rapids should again. Make the team. Yeah, I don't see any value in him being in Grand Rapids again. I mean, he he already played in the SHL this past year. Uh, he's already played in Grand Rapids. I mean, he got a cup of coffee in the NHL at the end of the year. I think it's time for him to make the team. You know, as long as he pushes for it. I th- could go either way with Berggren. I think that potentially he could be in Detroit, but Bobby Ryan, if they do resign him or bring in someone similar, or even bring back Gagne. I could see him going down to Grand Rapids with Raymond on the other wing and then insert center, potentially Valeno. But I think kind of like Ty- Tyler mentioned when we talked about, if Valeno's not in the NHL next season, we got a problem. Yeah, but, and that's going to be interesting with the whole Lucas Raymond thing because Ferlunda did announce, did kind of like a farewell announcement to Lucas Raymond. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of went, what? We're like, wait. Lucas Raymond's going to come to Grand Rapids next season because I thought for sure I thought for sure they were going to leave him another year in the SHL because the league is I mean it's a it's a better league but if you're tr- if you have that prospect who you think that highly of and you want to get them used to North American ice I guess it's better do it now so that in two seasons or whatever he's he's ready to go mm-hmm. but I could now looking at it, I might even see maybe Raymond get some games in the NHL at some point next season. I, I think the odds are better with that. Of course, because I mean, you look at it, look at the guys that are likely coming over here from Sweden, and in a way, it, it almost feels like you're keeping the band together by by doing so. Get, yeah. Maybe you're building that comfort level. So you got Cider, who's the likely lock in the NHL based off comments. Now it's it's going to be as Eisenman said up to these guys to put themselves there. Yep. But you're in you're their bring, spots. You're bringing him over. You you sign Bergeron. You got to think that he's probably coming over. You got uh, Raymond as we're talking about. Let's see who else am I missing? That's likely potentially Albert Johansson. Johansson is he already over here? Uh, or he's going to be. I think that's the plan to Grand Rapids. Uh, Vero, he's not Swedish, but no, so, he's I mean, Finnish, it, right? Yeah, yep. he's he's a Finn. But point I'm making, maybe you want to think that he's bringing, keeping these guys together as a core because that let them grow together to try to be that the next Swedish mafia in Detroit, if you will. And then the final piece, Ricard Gromborg comes over to oh. coach the Detroit team, Sweden. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah, it'll we be. We have the most intimidating coach in all of hockey in Detroit. He is 100% hockey man. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Lucas Raymond, simply because I think the thought for most people was that he would stay in Sweden. And and there were people like, well, Raymond, if Raymond's not on the team next season, he's a bust. And I'm like, well, that's a terrible opinion. That's... But like, it, it's you would think, well, if you want him to, to develop in the best situation possible, it would probably be the SHL because it's a men's league. And at this point, they'd have to start giving him top minutes over there because he's a vet. Three years in the league, you're a vet. So I don't, I guess I don't know what what I was expecting. And when they made that, when Frolunda made that announcement saying, hey, Raymond's, good luck to Lucas Raymond on whatever he does next. We're like, well, I guess whatever he does next is going to be Detroit or Grand Rapids. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a shot that he ends up in Grand Rapids and that, 
he uh, i should say no he's obviously going to be in grand rapids but there's a shot that he ends up in detroit just depending on how well he plays down there i mean if he goes down there and lights it up what's the sense in keeping him down there yeah i don't think there would be any sense in keeping him down there if like you said if he lights it up if he, he performs has to light it up though there's no point in bringing him up if not if he performs exceedingly well in grand rapids sure I think regardless, he will get a nine-game tryout in Detroit. If any of the top prospects who are going to be in Grand Rapids will get probably nine games because there's no, there's literally no downside to giving them those nine games, whether it be at the beginning of the season or end of the season, depending on how they perform in training camp. And ultimately, ultimately it also depends on who does he sign in the offseason season. As yep. a veteran presence, is he bringing? If he's bringing back a few of these guys like Gagne and, and uh, Bobby, Bobby Ryan, then the likelihood I think drops significantly of seeing either of them in the NHL right out the gate. Uh, the potential will be a trade deadline hope at that in that scenario, but it also depends on who is he going to re-sign and protect. We already know that Brome gone that opens a spot kind of, but. You know, Ponick's here for the next couple of years. And Unless he like gets looking, picked up an expansion. You got to assume that Darren Helm is gone. Yep. You got to assume that Val Philpel is gone. We can hope that Franz Nielsen is gone, but he was scratched most of the season anyways. Yep. And then you've got Svetch. That's that's a, a question mark. We don't know what's going to happen there. That's Ernie, what we consider a sticky situation. Uh-huh. You got to think that Ernie is probably coming back and getting yep. protected. He played himself into that. Nemesnikov is getting protected. He's automatically back next year. Maybe Glenn Denning's back. Now I'm kind of touching on some centers here, but it's then you think about the fact that Burt and Fabry were hurt. They're coming back. So it's going to be tough for these guys to claw their way in. Bergeron, because he, and I think he's got the, the one-up because he's got one extra year, but if they have good camps, I could see them on the roster opening night. But who are you? How long out? that's going to be is de- to be determined. Who are you beating out for a top six spot, though? Your your first line is Mark and Verona Zadina, mm-hmm. and your second line is going to probably be uh, Valeno and Fabry. And no, uh, I would say you're probably looking at Fabry, Nemestikov, and Bert. You think? I was thinking Bert, Valeno, and Fabry. It could be. If the, I, if think, Valeno, I think there's – yeah, I, I agree with Greg there. I mean, I think Valeno is, is the guy that you're trying to groom as a second-line center. I mean, unless you draft someone this year or next year that you think could be, you know, a second-line center. I wouldn't count because Rasmussen out either. I also wouldn't rule them out in the next couple of years, you know, if they are able to – somehow hit and get a first overall pick or you know a top three pick and he's a center i mean and he's better than larkin yeah yeah shane wright sweepstakes i mean could he be better than larkin at some point i mean a lot of people say that dylan larkin's ceiling is a second line center on a good team so that's what they say they love saying that i don't know if that's true but um you know, we haven't seen him with great wingers. Let's see what happens next year. Well, yeah, if see, he can stay healthy. Let's see Zadina keep his game on the tra- trajectory it's going, and Verona pick up where he left off and what Larkin can do. Um, I think you'll see Larkin back in the seventy to eighty point range 
if they can keep yeah, doing that. He needs that. a bounce back season big time. And I think he'll get it, but that's the thing is, Lark- and we've talked, I feel like we talk about literally every podcast now, Larkin's a setup guy. Larkin mm-hmm. needs good goal scoring wingers. Larkin has not had good goal scoring wingers because Mantha gets himself injured. And number so two, he he's injured. had them, they just haven't stayed healthy. Exactly. How many, so, how many, how many points would a line of um, Larkin, Bergerin, and Lucas Raymond get? <laughs> Oh, this next season? season, not yeah, a lot, not too many. But I, I would say no. You, I'm saying in the future. I'm not saying now. Well, in I the future, you could be seeing seventy the best eighty line points in the league. No, yeah. oh God, no, jeez, like, no, no chance. Why not? You've got McDavid and Drysital on a line. Okay, take them out. Oh, that's future Red Wing Connor McDavid. Thank you. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus, we're not gonna do. We're not gonna do that. But Greg, no, you gotta Photoshop it. I think in I think in in a few years your top line is Larkin, Zadina, Raymond. Probably. Uh, yeah. Unless you win like a Shane Wright sweepstakes and you get a, a elite level top line center, but I think if even a line like if your first line is Larkin, Verona, or Larkin, Raymond, Zadina, and your second line is Verona, Valeno, Fabry. Like I th- or Bergren, I think that's and you you can move Fabry down to the third line. At that point, you're rolling. At that, that's your yeah. playoff team. At that point, you, your third you, line. Again, we're is, not talking about Rasmussen, who's going to be that. That's your third line centerpiece. Well, then your third line's Bertuzzi, Rasmussen, Fabry. Deal. Which is actually what what a, a you know a playoff team should look like. Like I'm not saying Bertuzzi's a bad player whatsoever, but. On a really good team, he's probably a third line winger, maybe a second line winger. Mm, I'd say I'd I'd, put, I'd give him more credit. I think he's the the way that he can wreak havoc and actually make plays. He's a a better Dustin Johnson. Who? Did you just say Dustin? Oh Johnson? my god, Dustin the Brown? golfer. Du- yes, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, I just said the golfer. Wow. <laughs> just carry on. Just clip, just make Dustin it. Brown, the captain, the form is he the former captain or is he still the captain of the game? He's Kings? former captain. He got Kopitar took it over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kopitar is the captain. That's right. Yeah. But it wasn't like a bad break. It no. seemed like I thought that was going to raise some hell, but uh, it yeah, did nope. not. Um, so we're going to take. I think that'll wrap it up for the the Raymond stuff. Raymond and Grand Rapids, Jen, you're welcome. Uh, we're going to move on to. Yeah, they're going to have all the fun next year. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Grand Rapids for some games. They've got a princess night. My daughter. And by the way, I meant Tyler Johnson, not Dustin Johnson. They're not Dustin Brown. Tyler Johnson. I was watching the the Lightning game and I was like, wait, that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna have to go to some games in Grand Rapids this year because I've still never one, been to the team, and two, uh, Jen has informed me that they have a Disney princess night. That oh my daughter boy. would absolutely love. My three-year-old daughter would absolutely love it. So that's how you get her into the game. Get, take them young. Oh, she already. She's already excited about hockey. So that's my daughter good. loves it. That's why she's number nineteen for softball because of Stevie. Nice. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about the Red Wings coaching search. What was lost in Please a lot. Uh, what was lost in a lot of the Jeff Blaschel resigning anger was that Dan Bilesma was fired. Thank God. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Wait. Dan Bilesma was seeking Allowed other opportunities. <laughs> it's like one of those. Just like the nicest way to say you're done. Yeah, it's, it's one of those breakups. It's it's not you. It's me. It's really good corporate speak. That's exactly. He could go what coach a college hockey program. That'd probably be a good. He good could spot go for him. coach Little Caesars. 
Yeah, um, right. but, but Dan Bilesma is out, which means the Red Wings need a new power play coach, which I think one of the interesting aspects to it is Steve Eiserman going to pick a power play coach, or is Jeff Blaschel going to pick a power play coach? Sounds like it's going to be pretty mutual in how they go about it. Our friend Max from The Athletic had a fun little article entitled Who Could Fill the Red Wings Assistant Coach Openings? 15 Potential Candidates. And there were some interesting names in here. So there were a few from the AHL. I think the one that everyone knew is Ben Simon, which is the Grand Rapids Griffins coach. There was uh, Benoit uh, Gruel, who is the Syracuse Crunch coach. Which would be ties with Stevie from Tampa. Good ties Direct with Eiserman. Connection. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, there were a couple other interesting names. Bruce Boudreaux, who still does not have a job, was listed there. He's working in NHL Network. Value in that. Bruce Boudreaux, who doesn't have a hockey job right now, <laughs> is listed there. He's NHL Network. It's close enough. Uh, Mitch Love from the Saskatoon Blades, which is, I think, a real good pick. Did you say um, him only because of Saskatoon? No, I didn't. Okay. I I, uh, great. Because his last name's Love and Greg's in love. Yeah, great. Willie Desjardins. Uh, Ricard Gronborg. <laughs> there's your boy. I so was wondering how long boy, it would take it. And uh, probably the most interesting for Hockey Town connections would be Igor Larionov. Now, a lot of people said that why would Larionov want to come to the NHL? KHL's going to pay him boatloads of money. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um... Across the Ponds Red Wings podcast recently had Igor Larionov 2 on. Um, not the second, just Igor Larionov 2, who had <laughs> said that his dad would love an NHL coaching job. So there's that. I still but think it's going to happen. I think that, that Gronborg is probably a name you want to try to get as a head coach, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to build Team Sweden in Detroit. Yeah, but Greg, if you were to bring him in as an assistant and Jeff Blaschel is your head coach and if things go bad, you fire him and bring Granborg in and you name him the head coach right away, what's what I mean, you couldn't you tell him that when you bring him in? Well, I don't That's a bold strategy. Yeah, but... that's not Let's see how that pays off, Cotton. No, it's going to be that that would be kind of Teams not do that? Nice. You think teams come in and go, listen, I'm going to make you an assistant, but when we fire our head no, coach... No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying if they were to fire Jeff Blashill, which is possible, it's not likely, but it's possible, it could happen, you would be the... You would be in in as one of the candidates for the head coaching I, job. I don't think any team does that because, one... I really do think pe- teams that's do that. That's super rude. And two, I, I would be doing everything to get my coach fired at that point if you're telling me I could get the head coach. Yeah, you're talking job. like a plot from the movie Major League right now, I think. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm really not. I mean, this, maybe this is more of a baseball thing because I've, I've definitely heard that talk in baseball with, like, some of the baseball writers or and, and you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, you bring in a no. bench coach and they have manager. I mean, think Here's, about this. Think about this. Jeff Blaschel is an assistant or is a head coach right now. He had assistants that have all been head coaches previously for sure. the most part. Well, here's here's the thing with, with these two is Gromborg, I believe, has one year left on his contract, and I'm not sure that's a contract he can break. 
Um, it, it's. I think he would be better served waiting to see what happens with Blash next year. Uh, if he can break his contract, sure, bring him in as an assistant because I think all in all, his experience and his work with younger kids and with Team Sweden and these under-18 teams and these world teams is that he, he has the the experience but also the the background in working with younger guys so that's i would bring him in as assistant if that's even an option i'm not sure what his contract allows igor is kind of the heartwarming option where you say oh man wouldn't it be cool to get the band back together and you bring larianov in to be a coach and you've got eiserman as a general manager and maybe shannon quits toronto You think Shanny quits Toronto and Shanahan comes over oh here God. and you got Draper in charge of scouting. It's just like getting the band back together. But I, I, it's, would he like to be a head, a head coach? Sure. Does he want to come quit his job and run the power play when Russia's giving him probably boatloads of money to run, can, or run Team Russia? Probably not. Do I want Ben Simon as an assistant coach? People in Grand Rapids would tell me no. Um, I know a lot of people that uh, follow the Griffins closely that don't like Ben Simon. Uh, The other option is, does he go back to the Tampa system with Benoit Gruel? There's a lot of people saying, man, Stevie's just waiting for John Cooper's contract to run out so he could bring Cooper over as the head coach. And I'm like, we're not trying to build Tampa. We're trying to build a team like Tampa was built. We're not trying to do a carbon copy. We don't need Tampa's coach. But would the Syracuse Crunch, great AHL team, has been really good. Uh, Julian Breezebaugh uh, called Gruel a hockey genius. So, I mean, they even list the players in here. Gruel has worked with Anthony Sorelli, Yanni Gord, Adam Ernie, Matthew Joseph, Carter Verhage, Cal Foote, Eric Cernak, Alex Bear Brule, uh, and Ross Colton. And they've all become NHLers, and most of them good to great NHLers. So, do you, you bring do the in a Gromberg guy like list? Because that? that's a fun one, too. I, oh, God. Um, Eric Carlson, Henrik Lundqvist, Nick Backstrom, Victor Hedman. Both I'm not sure the Henrik Lundqvist credit is warranted. He's uh, he was that during the lockout? That was probably list, during the lockout. His no, list of team, players team includes all of these guys: yep. Philip Forsberg, William Carlson, Ekman Larson, Rasmus Dahlin. Yep, because he's worked on the team Sweden's. The mm-hmm. other part of it, though, is at the end of Max's section on Gronborg, says Nicholas Lidstrom served as a consultant for Sweden during the 2016 World Cup of Hockey, while Gronborg was the head coach of Trey Croner. So there's the Lidstrom know. tie in there. Things are going to get really would he interesting. Com- would this he summer. come as an assistant, though? Uh, I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, he's had yeah, time in the, in the U.S. back in college in the, yep. in the 90s, but. I think he, because we don't, because the biggest thing out of all of this is we don't know, obviously, who the assistant's going to be, but we don't know how long Jeff Blaschel's contract is. I'm guessing I know it's a one plus one. That's the, the rumor and the assumption, because we kind of touched on that last week. As, as I said, Mario is the ear in the sky to like every random rumor that he can get his hands on. But that sounds, if it's a one plus one, and Gronberg is on. A one Can we year- just say his name right? It's Ricard Gronborg. I'm going to say Gronborg because that's how I know how to say it. But 
G Man. We're gonna go with G Man. Monsieur Gromborg. Beardy McHockey. Monsieur Beard. So if Papa G has one year left on his contract, like you said, and it's a one plus one for Blashel, I think that really brings it to a head as ultimate intrigue. Because then you're like, hey, Jeff, appreciate you. Deuces. Come on in, G-Man. Oh, I can't wait for that day. I cannot wait for that You know, I I think you're not alone, but I don't think it's going to be as quick as we think. Me either. I don't care. When is it? Because remember, the biggest thing, Tyler, to that, I don't want to get back on the tangent, is look at what the the players that we want to see improve, and we've talked about this before, have improved. But the biggest difference between all of the years up until this past season, even with COVID going on, is look at the improvements to the roster and the players that they've lost, mainly Ken Holland contracts. The roster is going to be completely turned over this season, and it's going to be a majority Eisman. Now, granted, these aren't top-level players unless he somehow makes it a free agent splash. But they have, he's transformed this roster in a few short years, thankfully because he's played the cap appropriately and also made some great fucking trades. That's why Jeff Blaschel still has a job, because he was handed a shit sandwich from the get-go, and the guys that need to get better have gotten better. Well, he did make the playoffs with the best roster he's ever had. So I mean, I exactly. guess Of course he did. Thing. And again, again, Tyler, if you would have just listened to the last episode, <laughs> we kind of just covered I everything. did listen to some of it. I didn't <laughs> listen to the whole thing, okay? But here's my other but, thing. But just dying yourself out. Oh my god! Here we go again, <laughs> guys. I want to get your final thoughts before we wrap up tonight, oh. and I think I, I I'm not even sure what we talked about really. Um, it's a bit of a smorgasbord. A little, which is another great Swedish word. Um, is it? No, that's see. I learn things every day. Look at that. So uh, I'm gonna, and I learned uh, from my brother. My girlfriend's Swedish. Great. I learned from my Wait, really? my brother did <laughs> yeah. ancestry an ancestry dot com thing. And I am apparently also part Swedish. So, yeah. Swedish. So now it's even more on you to say the shit right. Swedish I'm and Dominican, Scottish. so. You're <laughs> Domina-something. Dominican, Italian, Irish, everything. D- you're Domin-Italian. Uh, all right, so we're going to wrap it up. I want final thoughts. I'm going to start with Ryan. Um, final thoughts. If you haven't been watching the playoff hockey so far... Oh, buddy. Boy. <laughs> it is chippy. interesting. A little bit chippy. It's a lot of fun, and it's also criminal that Toronto and Montreal don't have fans in the stands because, dear sweet Christ, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, poor Connor McDavid. I'm not even going to touch on that. Their Edmonton is just Future a shit other show. team player, Connor McDavid. Oh, buddy. I just don't get it. Anyways, but no, it's the playoffs have been fantastic. It's why I think most people end up loving hockey. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, it's it's a off season of intrigue in Detroit, and there's a lot of different random storylines that we're going to touch on. I know, I think what next week we're going to be talking to Tony again about some prospect stuff. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. So we got that upcoming, so we can get a little bit more of a glimpse of the future type stuff going on. Uh, it'll be me just kind of looking windows as Tony's talking in the background there. But uh, it's a lot going on in Detroit even though it doesn't seem like it. But once we get start creeping up on the expansion draft, that's where shit's going to get pretty crazy. And it's going to be... I think it's it's exciting because there, we don't know what's going to happen necessarily. But really the idea is that it's just going to be good things. So 
keep watching hockey, keep enjoying it. We're almost done, unfortunately, but it's a short off season, and I think that's our best case scenario. So, on that note, RD Ryan thirty three. All right. So my final thoughts are: I will touch on the Connor McDavid thing. Oh Lord. I will touch on the Connor McDavid thing. Everyone <laughs> wants to say the best player in the world, right? The best players in the world get it done during the playoffs. Yeah, He's not a, a one-man. Nathan McKinnon has is the a, best player has, in the National oh, Hockey Jesus League right Christ. now. Nathan McKinnon has an amazing team around I don't him. care. I don't care. Nathan McKinnon dominated the first hey, round. Hey, Tyler. Uh, Connor McDavid has not. Hey, Tyler. Um, It's not the NBA one player doesn't win in the nhl i i understand oh, this fully shit. and i'm glad that the nhl is not the nba but anyways if i'm Connor, McKinnon, i'm requesting the first ship out of edmonton nathan mckinnon round pick is my pick for the best player in the nhl right now mm. that is my pick i know Connor mcdavid can be dominant at all most of the time he was during the regular season nathan mckinnon has been fantastic in the playoffs and to me, that's where it matters. Um, anyways, the playoffs, I agree with you, Ryan, have been fantastic. I love the edginess, the physical physicality to it, and um, a lot of you know interesting storylines. Great to see um, Spencer Knight getting in there uh, for Florida. To start Tie game and, now. Yeah, 1-1 one, one game late in the uh, second period there. So, interesting. But, um, yeah, kind of like uh, Ryan said, I mean – we're really looking forward to the expansion draft and then the actual draft as well. Um, oh, what the hell happened? Nothing. What? Hello? Did you? Did You're, you? You were Tyler? talking. Did you just have a stroke, Tyler? Something shut off. <laughs> what? His headphones probably died. Oh. <laughs> Bet his headphones died. Hello? Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, anyway, me? at Seal Tyler. Dog 91. Uh, <laughs> He's the hell. <laughs> Please don't cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. All right, I'm going to mute Tyler and I'm going to do one of my final thoughts. Hear you. So, my final thoughts are um, I don't want to echo everyone with the play. Everyone should know that the playoffs are amazing. Well, if yeah. you don't know the playoffs are amazing, you've been living under a rock. Uh, so, my final thoughts are going to be man, am I excited for next season? Most cider on the Red Wings, the possibility of Bergeron and Raymond getting NHL games, along with all the talent that we've got uh, that Stevie has acquired so far and the, the play of Zadina. And I think this next season is going to be, if this last half of this season was not a turning point for the team, I think next season is going to be, hey, look, Stu Grimson's on TV. Uh, I think next season, yeah, Stu's uh, doing some commentary right now on NHL Network. Oh. But uh, it'll be next season. If it wasn't this season, next season will be a big turning point for the team. Mm-hmm. And, and if they mm-hmm. do well, I see Blashell keeping his job. So uh, that'll be interesting to say the least. Uh, but you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can find the, follow the Grindline Podcast online at Grindline Pod. We'd like to give a shout out to Howie's Hockey Tape, where if you use the promo code GRINDLINE at checkout, you get 10% off your online order. If you use that same promo code at Bring Hockey Back, you get 12% off. we also like to give a shout out to Founders, who's the official beer of the GRINDLINE podcast. we also like to give a shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network, where you can find podcasts for a bunch of different teams. They are very gracious to host us and help us spread our podcast around. 
Uh, so we like to give a shout out to them. You can follow them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. Uh, you can also find our merch on Redbubble.com. If you go to Redbubble.com and search the grind line, you will find our store with a bunch of stickers and t-shirts and a bunch of other stuff. We are also looking for sponsors. If you are a business, if you own a business uh, that is looking for some sponsorship opportunities, go ahead and send us an email to grindlinepodcast at gmail.com. And we can talk about our sponsorship opportunities. But I think that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. Actually, not even Tyler anymore. Yeah, He's gone. Tyler, does he go? For, is he gone, gone? For Ryan and Greg and <laughs> Tyler's dead headphones. God, Godspeed, Tyler. <laughs> you stay classy, Hockey Town. <laughs> <laughs>